Hey guys, this is Trizzy from Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Hey everyone, it's Leah, LA in Flight, and all your social media networks. Welcome back to an episode of ours during quarantine. Quarantine, Leah's not by my side. I feel so empty being alone in this room talking to a mic. <laughs> okay we're all here virtually together <laughs> yeah exactly and if you haven't already please subscribe to us on our youtube channel it's ticket number two anywhere podcast and on our streaming platforms we are on spotify apple anchor stitcher google Podcasts, and now we're on pocket cast as well um, follow us on our social media accounts facebook and instagram is at ticket number two anywhere podcast and our twitter is t number two a podcast yeah and you can also email us if you have any questions comments crazy stories we're ticket to anywhere podcast at gmail.com but we're super active on social as well very active on social and i think after hearing this episode we would love to hear everybody's like um, opinions about travel insurance because I know I've only bought it once and it's recent and Leah has been doing it for I don't even know how many years but I buy insurance not knowing what insurance is gonna do for me <laughs> so hopefully this episode will inform you guys because it will definitely inform and educate me a lot yes yeah <laughs> good so, yep, if you don't already know, this episode is on travel insurance and if you should buy it if you're going on a trip. So, disclaimer, we are not travel insurance experts. We're just sharing stories based on our own experiences. If you have more questions, we urge you to do your own research. But like we said, we're always happy to personally answer any questions you may have. So reach out to us on social media. Um, everything that we mentioned from the show, we'll link in the show notes. Quick overview of travel insurance. Now, by definition, Investopedia cites travel insurance as a type of insurance that covers the costs and losses associated with traveling. It's useful protection for those traveling domestically or abroad. So that's a really high overview of what it is. And different travel insurances have different deductibles. You now you ask, what's a deductible? So deductible is what you pay out of pocket before your insurance starts. So some insurances can say you have a $200 deductible or you have a $1,000 deductible. So what does travel insurance do? What does it cover? Nationwide.com cites that travel insurance can cover things such as missing a connection for your cruise ship, reimbursement for lost luggage, medical care, evacuation while abroad, or the need to cancel a vacation for certain reasons. Now, benefits for travel insurance vary by the plan, and travel insurance does not cover every situation possible. So with these insurances, as with anything else in life, you want to read the fine print. <laughs> and I know a lot of travel credit cards offer travel insurance as well. Trizzy, do you have, um, do any of your travel cards offer travel insurance or have you ever looked into that? I don't think so. The current cards that I have, I only have one travel credit card and I'm for sure it does not cover travel insurance. If you have a credit card with them, especially maybe if you're paying an annual fee, 
that might be something that's included. So that's always good hmm. to know, you know, what it covers, right? Yeah, totally. Especially with COVID going on, you never know. Exactly. And that's the reason we wanted to bring you guys this episode today was there's a lot of, you know, thoughts and uncertainty about if travel insurance covers my plans affected by coronavirus. And like we said, every plan is different, but we just thought we'd share our past examples. And we don't have an exact answer if your insurance plan will cover your coronavirus cancellations. That's something you have to take up with the insurance company. Mm -hmm. And if you're anything like me, (laughs) getting insurance, for me, all I see is I just want my money back. Like, I don't really think more to it as far as like, oh, what if my camera smashes or what if um, somebody takes my wallet or something or things like that. And so that's why this episode is really great to hear Leah's side of things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so this is a good question for you because I always think of this. Trizzy travels with a lot of camera gear. It's really quality camera gear. And sometimes her computer, you know, she's editing things on the go. Mm -hmm. So, and you have multiple electronics. Now, do you, are those electronics insured? Do you have insurance, just normal insurance on your electronics? I don't, man. I really got to hop on these insurance. I know I live dangerously, (laughs) but I don't want to anymore. So when you were like, you know, in the canyons and in the waterfalls and the rivers this past weekend in nature, like if your camera got swept away, you'd just be like, oh, well, that's it. There it goes. Bye. No, I'll probably take that as a sign. Like, damn it, Trizzy, you should have gotten insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, you know, when I got my first camera, I did look into insurance and I was like, oh my gosh, it's expensive. But those were, that was like years ago and I was somewhat working like entry level position and, you know, entry level salary. So I feel like hopefully now when I, if, you know, when I look back on getting insurance, it's hopefully it's the same price that I saw it years ago and maybe I could afford it now. And, you know, they're part of your job, your hobbies now. Mm-hmm. This is a good question because everything in life is a trade-off, right? From all the finance podcasts that I listen to, I've learned that everything you do in life is a trade-off. So say on your camera, your nice camera that you brought out to, um, you know, the Narrows and the Canyons this past weekend, say you had three or four projects on there that you had not uploaded to a hard drive or Mm. a computer and you lost that. Like how bad would you feel? And you had no insurance, I, no way to get them back. You yep. know? I'm not trying to like shame you into it. <laughs> but I think of things like that. It's like, because you, you yeah. know, how many people upload their projects, their photos, their videos right away? They're just like, oh, I'll do it mm-hmm. after this trip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would it'll be heartbreaking. Because those things, it's, those things are memories. Those aren't like monetary, you know. Um if I lost, like, if my SD card smashed while my camera was smashed, I'll be more sad about, definitely about my SD card, just because of, you know, like, the memories. The camera itself, regardless if it's expensive or not, that's replaceable, you know. 
photos, videos that you've taken, all the laughs, all the smiles. Um, if you want to relive a moment because we can't really travel right now and you, you just can't because your SD card is smashed, that would break my heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it feel better if you were able to get $1,500 back for your camera, even though you lost all the memory? <laughs> uh, slightly. One question from our friends at The Wild and Curious on Instagram. They asked us, what reasons make you say I definitely need to buy trip insurance? And I want to tie the answer in with, you know, how often do either of us get insurance? So Trizzy, let us know, like, when do you get it? You said this past time was your first time getting trip insurance. Yep. This past time, which was a few weeks ago, um, I went to Utah. We did a road trip from Los Angeles, which took about uh, six hours, six to eight hours with stops. And all we had to, all I booked was, you know, uh, four nights of hotel and, uh, I paid $18 for that. And then I booked the hotel through Priceline and they had a section at checkout. Like, do you want to insure and protect this, this trip? And I said, you know what? Yeah, why not? Cause there was a fine print on the hotel, um, separate from Priceline saying that it's a non-refundable, uh, room that I got. So regardless if, you know, things get locked down or anything, I won't get my money back. But I wanted to get my money back. $18 to get, what, $400 back is worth it. So I was like, you know what, let's try this out. Leah talks about travel insurance, so I want to, you know, <laughs> I want to follow in good footsteps. And um, so when I purchased it, I got a separate email confirmation from the company itself. And that company was called Alliance. A-L-L-I-A-N-Z. And sadly, when I got it, I didn't look through it. I was just like, cool, I'm set. <laughs> Granted, I, I, I looked through it afterwards just to learn a little bit more. Um, but it was such like nominal cost that it didn't really show like a deductible for me. It just said, if anything were to happen, you'll get your 300 or $400 back. And I was like, okay, cool. That's about it. Yeah. And that is a small price to pay, especially during if you're road tripping or traveling during this time of a pandemic, you want to kind of CYA, cover your butts, cover your, <laughs> cover yourself mm -hmm. wherever you're going, you know, um, it's a small price to pay for peace of mind. Yeah, I think through um, from here on out, I will start getting my travel insurance and learning more about it. Yeah. Well, and one thing that we were chatting about right before we started hitting record is, God forbid, what if Trizzy or anyone else she was with had tripped over a rock and sprained an ankle? Or if there was any other kind of injury, you know, the right travel insurance might be able to help with any medical bills. Or if you're deep in a canyon and you need medical help right away and they need to send a helicopter in... <laughs> Mm -hmm. yep. That's the kind of stuff that really top line travel insurance should cover. Yeah. And um, that's why reading the document before the trip is very important. Don't do what I did and just say like, oh, cool, I'm confirmed for travel insurance. Like, no, it's very important that you guys read thoroughly the policy that you have. So, you know, because um, when I was looking through it, I didn't see any like medical 
um, coverage on it. So I was like, oh, good to know. Well, I think yours was purely for the hotel, yes? Like if it was, yeah, okay. So with what I frequently do is if someone, if I'm renting a car and then I'm getting a hotel sometimes and then buying a flight or whatnot, sometimes companies will offer their own travel insurance. And a lot of them are literally like covered for any reason, which is a big term right now, CFAR covered for any reason. So, and if it's a few bucks compared to what I'm paying for the service, then I'll get it. I'll purchase it. So my latest example is when I went to the Philippines, I already had, I had travel insurance ready set to go for the entire trip, the the whole 30 days I was there. But the airline I booked through, I booked through Viama, which I will never do again, but that's a whole story for another podcast episode. (laughs) But I I booked with Eva Air and at the end they they said, hey, for $28, you could cover this flight for any reason. And I I was already spending almost uh, $800 on the flight. And so for my for my trip to be covered for any reason whatsoever, any kind of cancellation, any kind of harm, any kind of delay, any kind of baggage loss, for that to be covered for another $30, I was like, this is worth it to me. Especially if you're like on a time crunch, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I have to be back by a certain time. Um, it's worth it. But as far as travel insurance frequency, like I purchase it for every single trip. Um, the only time I really don't purchase it is actually when I'm domestic because I know that I can get health care here, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, some of the activities I'm doing in certain trips in the U.S., I'm not as uh, adventurous, I, or I'd say, as maybe going outside of the country. So what makes me say I definitely need to get trip insurance is if I know that I'm partaking in like more adventurous activities, like going on boats or riding motorbikes or um, jumping off cliffs. Like those are the activities where like, okay, I know I'm going to do that on this trip. So I'm going to buy travel insurance. Yeah. And when I went to South America for a year and I backpack around there, I was like, okay, I'm going to start with four months of travel insurance because I don't know how long I'm actually going to be in South America. What if I hate it and want to come home? You can't like, you know, the company is not going to prorate your policy and refund you for whatever days you didn't use. Right. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll just, I'll buy for four months. If I need it longer than that, I'll buy again. And it's quite pricey, right? Um, FYI, travel insurance is always based on your age and your country of origin and where you're traveling to. So those are the biggest factors they take into mind. Like, are you maybe a high risk traveler, like a culture that's known for being more adventurous? And are you going to like a high risk place where there's lots of crazy activities that you might have to make a claim on? Companies will look at that and say, okay, this is potentially a liability, so we're going to bump up the price on this travel insurance, right? And uh, if you're younger, say in your young 20s, you're probably more likely to make some crazy decisions and do things, you know, YOLO. (laughs) 
So <laughs> it's this, it's the same reason why your insurance is your car insurance for driving is more expensive when you're younger, like under the age of 25. Right. Yeah. So are these insurance, uh, separate companies that you're purchasing from, or is it part of like, if you booked a package on like American airlines or something or orbits or something like, do you take the insurance from the package itself or do you buy, you know, the flight in the hotel first and then search for a separate company to cover? If, a, if an insurance that a company is offering, like an airline is cheap enough, say only a couple a couple dollars compared to the cost of the flight, then I'll go ahead and buy that insurance to cover me for whatever my, my total trip insurance won't cover. So mm-hmm. I usually travel through, or I usually purchase through World Nomads, very popular travel insurance company. Uh, in South America, I had it for four months. Then I stopped paying for it because I was like, oh, I can't afford it, which was really dumb, even though I didn't get hurt or lose anything, luckily. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I will go get insurance with the hotel or with the airline directly if it's, if it's not a crazy price. But I will also get my insurance through like my overall travel insurance package, like for example, World Nomads, which I usually get. Um, and they cover really big purchases. So if your luggage gets lost or you need a, a repatriation flight out of the country, you know, which a lot of travelers are doing recently because they were stuck in a certain country due to COVID-19 and they want to get out of there. Um, or if your trip was delayed beyond circumstances out of your control, that's the type of thing World Nomads is able to cover. But yeah, usually if it's cheap enough, I'll get insurance um, both through the direct brand and then I'll get my own travel insurance to cover the rest. Nice. Nice. I'm, I'm assuming like the insurance that you get through, you know, booking a flight in a hotel does not cover medical versus world nomads. They may be able to cover medical. Correct. Oh, gotcha. So if you're booking a hotel like you did, you got your Alliance travel insurance for 18 bucks. That's not going to cover if you like, um, like dislocate your shoulder outside of your hotel room, <laughs> you know, gotcha. but okay. world nomads yeah. may be able to cover something like that. And okay. it's tricky because world nomads also, and a lot of insurances, this is why you always have to read the policy thoroughly. World nomads doesn't cover pre-existing conditions. So for me, for example, I have really bad knees. Trizzy, you know this, like I have had mm-hmm. surgery after surgery on my left knee, ACL meniscus, Um, but if I, if I go on a trip and I hurt myself on that trip, like my, I have a history of knee problems. If you look at my medical records, you could see that world nomads probably wouldn't cover me if something else happened to my knee while I was abroad. Gotcha. Because they don't cover pre-existing conditions. Okay. Which is, yeah, which is like really tough. Um, and as far as starting the policy or the policy date, because they always want to know how long you're going to be gone for. I always start my policy the day I leave, and I end it the day after I get back, just in case I've been delayed. So it'll cover anything during that time. But some are shady, 
and like the only cover a flight if you had booked the flight within the policy end and start date. Oh which, no. Yeah. Which who, who books a flight like the day before they leave across the world? Nobody. You book it three, four months in advance. Yeah. That's, so, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Man, people Everyone, read the fine print. Yes. <laughs> Please do. One of my yeah. favorite quotes is, this applies to, to everyone. Um, if you can't, I don't know, this is, what, this is what I believe. One of my favorite quotes is that if you can't afford travel insurance, you can't afford to travel. Mm. So yeah. I like this quote because travel insurance is typically only 5 to 7% of the value of your trip. So if you can afford your whole $3,000 trip, then you can afford $200 to cover it. Right. Or you should be budgeting that in. That's my belief. It's a peace of mind too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we took a poll on our Instagram. If you aren't following us, go ahead and hit us up there at Ticket to Anywhere Podcast. But 65% of our audience, so you guys out there, get travel insurance when they travel. And only a few people responded on how often they purchase the travel insurance. But Steph from Shit Abroad Pod, funniest podcast, go listen to it, everyone. Steph responded that she <laughs> <laughs> Steph responded that she gets travel insurance every single time. But she is a well, if you follow them, they have stories for years and they are well-traveled. So I think they may have learned some of their lessons like the hard way, but they get it every single time. No one else responded that they get insurance, travel insurance every single time. The majority of people responded, they only buy travel insurance when they know they need it, AKA they know they're going to be renting a motorbike in Vietnam, or they know they're going to be jumping off waterfalls in Colombia, right? So I'm not, the only one that lives dangerously <laughs> you're not alone you're not i'm not alone but i'm gonna hop onto the other side now and start getting travel insurance so i have a question for you then trizzy do you feel that this whole pandemic whole covid19 has made you more cautious and made you want to get travel insurance yeah at first it just started off as like i just want my money back you know like in case something gets canceled or whatever but I'm getting older. I feel like I have a lot to lose, you know. <laughs> so it's just um, it's just smart. So cough up the Leah said like five to seven percent of your travel costs and just do it. But you're not alone. Like the entire yeah. year I lived and moved, I moved to Australia. I didn't have trip insurance. But mm. I will say the reason I didn't get it is because I knew I was settling down in Australia and I was working at a job and I was really going to hang out with my friends. Like I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't renting an RV and traveling around. Um, I wasn't doing any bungee jumping, none of that. So, and I knew that I could utilize the Australian healthcare system if I had any medical issues. So what I was really looking at when I moved to Australia was because I was settling down and not doing anything crazy. I'm like, oh, if it's a medical problem, then I'll just use the public health system there. But I'm not doing anything too crazy. Uh, so right. yeah. 
I'm not doing anything too crazy, so I'm not going to get travel insurance for Australia. Man, don't you miss Australia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, free, <laughs> good healthcare, what? <laughs> I know, right? What is that? <laughs> oh, us poor Americans, we're not allowed in oh, any country gosh. right now, and we're crying about our health system. I know. System. I, can't even, I can't even get a COVID testing right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, tell me about it. I've been looking like a month out yeah. so bad. So that's sad. just what I'm gonna have to do. Yeah, I know. Self-diagnose. So we do have, um, you know, a few tips for ways to look into travel insurance and what kinds you should look into, and we have that here at the the end of the podcast. But I do want to tell a couple of quick stories about one of our friends. Uh, her name's Catalina. She's at Cata in the world. And she has used World Nomads travel insurance for all of her trips. She's done around the world backpacking and she's gone on several other trips here and there, but she made two claims. Her first claim was in Cambodia going into Thailand. She was with a, a taxi driver who, excuse me, basically pawn, not pawned off her stuff, but gave away her, stole her backpack and then gave it away to one of his drop points. She lost about $3,500 in gear. So laptop, phone, whatever. And she recovered, <laughs> whole long story, but she recovered about $1,000 from the thief himself, who she made him drive around to every point that they stopped at. I don't know how she did it. Powers of persuasion to you, Catalina. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. She, she did. I know. She she made him, she was just like, you know, forceful about it. She recovered a thousand dollars from the thief by way of, um, making his family pay her in American USD. And Ooh. I think this, she said she believes it was a business because when they came to meet them at the taxi, wherever they stopped, they came in like a brand new Pathfinder in nice clothes, like designer bags. And I'm like, oh, this is a business. Like they've been ripping off tourists all along. This is, she's not yeah. an isolated event, right? Mm -hmm. So she was able to recover that from the thief but from world nomad she got all of her documents together filed it through their website gave them transcribed documents from um kim i believe she was still in cambodia so from cambodian into um into english which she said was a whole different story because she got it transcribed by a monk <laughs> i was oh, like wow, wow. yeah <laughs> but she was able to claim world nomads gave her one thousand eight hundred dollars back so from That's all amazing. of her lost gear. Yeah. So she got, you know, about 2,800 back of her, her lost stuff, which it doesn't replace whatever memories and photos mm -hmm. you have on a phone or a computer, but you know, a little consolate, uh, you know, consolation, I guess. Yeah. And she said that process was pretty easy with world nomads. Great. They didn't question anything. They didn't ask for additional documents. They approved it within like a month. Oh, interesting. I feel like we should interview her because I'm curious to know like how aggressive she got with Cambodia, that uh, that taxi driver in Cambodia. Because what if he was like part of a mafia? That's what I was thinking. But she is just like this powerful woman. And she literally Hell made yeah. him. She That's made right. him drive to the bus stop. She made him drive to every single building that they um, stopped by. She said they were together for hours. 
hours and she's like, wow. I will not let you go until we figure yeah. out what the heck happened to my backpack. So, wow. Yeah. And it stinks because I guess he made her, and this is something to keep in mind, everyone, as you're traveling. He convinced her that her backpack was safer in the trunk than it was in her lap in the taxi because there were, quote, unquote, so many people in the car. So hmm. that's kind of a lesson that we could all take. I truthfully, my at least my passport, my electronics, stays on my lap or my hip or my back the entire time. Like, I don't let go of it. You can take all the clothes you want for me because I can buy those again. But, yeah. um, but you know, we all, we all make mistakes. We all like get into our own heads. We're like, Oh, it's fine. We all want to, you know, everyone, we believe the best in people from the beginning. Right. For so. sure. Yeah. And then Catalina's second claim was she got sick when she got back to the U S from South Africa and she was, she's from Los Angeles, but she got sick in Miami. And so she thinks she actually like, the sickness was just laying dormant in her and it just showed up when she was in Miami, but cause she really thinks it started in South Africa. Um, a few months down the road, she ended up finding a few months, few, you know, weeks down the road, she ended up finding out it was the flu. And this was only back in January. So for a second, she thought it was coronavirus, but it wasn't, it was the flu. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that World Nomads covers your hospital medical bills, et cetera, if you are over 50 miles away from your residence, from your address. So Hmm. she was able to get all of her uh, $3,200. That was her amount in medical bills. She was able to file that with World Nomads and get it all back because she was, you know, all the way out in Florida when she lives in LA. She said that 50, process- 50 plus miles? Yes, but I think that was oh. her particular policy. So not every gotcha. policy is gonna be that way. And, and most travel insurances have different levels that you could purchase at. Like you could purchase at a very basic level or you could purchase at a really advanced level. And those are gonna cost different. So luckily she was covered for that. Um, She said it was kind of a mess, but she finally received money back after about two months. Cool. Wow. Catalina, thank you for sharing like both claims, both stories. Like they're both really complete opposite of things and we could um, learn from it. Amazing. Thanks for getting that story, Leah. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, she, she was like, I've used it twice. I'm like, wow. I, so there were two incidences where I actually should have called it into travel insurance, but I never did. So Mm. when I was in Argentina in Mendoza, I left, I brought a pair of Volgari brand eyeglasses down to a hostel and my bad left them in the hostel. So of course someone stole them because I called back two hours later and they weren't there. They're expensive eyeglasses valued at $450. It was my fault for bringing designer eyeglasses on a backpacking trip anyway, (laughs) but I should have called that into World Nomads, and I literally didn't for the only reason that I was lazy. I'm not even kidding. I was like, eh, I don't Mm. feel like calling it in. Whatever. Right. (laughs) So bad. But then I go to my policy, and I look at the exclusions, and eyeglasses aren't even covered on the on the on the insurance policy eyeglasses are not covered through world nomads which blows my mind because eyeglasses are a prescription yeah medical right medical 
So hmm. again, stressing the importance of reading your policy, right? Yeah. Right. So I, but I didn't even call that in. So I was like, whatever is my fault, blah, blah, blah. And then that same trip, I actually should have called this in, but I didn't because for two reasons, um, I was supposed to fly out from Santiago, Chile back to Argentina and the Chilean airport caught on fire. So they canceled the Santiago Santiago airport caught on fire. So they canceled all of the flights. And I was like, oh, oh, well, I guess I'm quote unquote stuck in Chile for a few more days. And I'll just go back to the Airbnb where all my (laughs) friends were staying at and just party for a few more days with them. So (laughs) (laughs) that flight ended up being moved. It was fine. It just got delayed by a few days. Um, But you could argue, you could go back to your insurance and say, hey, all of the food and the accommodation that I paid for while I was waiting for my flight that got pushed back three days, I want you guys to cover that. But because the flight was only 150 bucks and because I stayed with friends where I didn't have to drop a dime on Mm -hmm. accommodation and I had enough money for for inexpensive food, I didn't bother to call it in and make a claim. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, two situations where I could have, I think if anything, the second situation I talked about would have been covered by travel insurance, even though it honestly probably would have totaled out to like less than a hundred dollars. So yeah, those are my two weird stories where I could have called it in. But other than that, nothing, knock on wood, nothing has happened where I would have needed to to file a claim. So Square Mouth is a great website that I've heard people talking about and I've used before, even though I didn't end up purchasing through them. They're a travel insurance aggregator, like Kayak or Skyscanner or Booking.com, where you can compare different travel insurances based on your needs. So if you're single versus traveling with a family, um, if you're having an adventurous trip versus going on like a group tour, et cetera. Uh, Square Mouth is a great place to find the, you know, the type of travel insurance that you need. So someplace. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like how you could customize it and stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Oh, I want a sidebar. So I've done a lot of group trips, like through uh, Intrepid and Top Deck and EF College Break for young people 18 through 35 mm-hmm. these group trips actually Trizzy, they won't let you go on their trip unless you purchase travel insurance and you have to oh, show nice. yeah you have to show proof that you have travel insurance yeah because then then they're be they're not liable for anything they're like nope this is the, you're taking this trip on your own risk we're not responsible for anything that happens <laughs> so square mouths and aggregator go check them out um i haven't used them but they look great uh, Safety Wing is one website that a friend told me about. It's a travel insurance for long-term travelers or remote workers slash digital nomads, if you will. And apparently you can pay as low as $1 per day. So that's probably a good, a good brand to check out as well. Any updates and repatriation flights back to your home country are best found via your nation's embassy through the country that you were stuck in. So I had, I knew a few accounts of friends of friends stuck in Peru during coronavirus 
when when the world went into a global pandemic shutdown, right? Like mid-March, March 11th. And they were just mm-hmm. trying to get the heck out of that country, out of Peru and back to wherever they're from. But travel insurance can't help you there, which is a really big deal. You know, it was a bummer for a lot of people. So really serious things like that, really unforeseen event. You have to just uh, keep in contact with your nation's embassy and go on um, their website, look for updates there. My recommendation, we chatted about this a bit earlier, but if you're a photographer, you travel with a lot of expensive gear. I believe those items should already be insured. (laughs) That's just my thoughts. Um, You know, like we said, your $2,000 camera can be replaced. The memories cannot. But if you can just have a little bit of peace of mind, knowing that your equipment is insured or, you know, say you do it for your job, like what's a couple bucks a month or however much you'd pay. I really don't have pricing. You'd have to go research that on your own, but say your, your equipment's insured and then you can get travel insurance on top of that. Then you're like double insured. (laughs) Let's say, you know, we go back to Southeast Asia where things aren't really like, you don't really get a receipt for things and you really had to like do a claim. I wonder how you kind of like um, set a claim for situations like that where you just don't have receipts for anything. And I actually have an example of this, even though I did get a receipt, but I tried to like cover myself as well. So when mm-hmm. I first got to the Philippines in January, they my luggage didn't get on the plane and they sent my luggage to Taiwan instead. <laughs> and I was in the Philippines. And mm. so they were filling out like a lost luggage form for me. And they're like, we will get your luggage by tomorrow. It's coming on Cathay Pacific, which is a different airline. And we'll send it to wherever you are in the country. And I'm like, okay, I'm going down. I'm going to south of the island. So they'll send it by van. And even though they were giving me a piece of paper to hold on to, I was worried, like, what if I lose that piece of paper? So when the lady was filling it out, I was actually recording her filling the piece of paper out. Nice. Because if I lost that receipt, then I could go to whoever my travel insurance provider is, say it's World Nomads, and say, well, I have a video of her filling the piece of paper out. And then I took a picture of the piece of paper. So will this yeah. do? Right? And I know that right. that doesn't really answer your question of like, if countries don't give receipts, but I would just try to maybe get them to say something on film or record mm-hmm. them saying, giving a statement. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, And then one could argue, well, what if you lose your phone? I'm like, well, my cloud backs up my, or my iCloud backs up, you know, every few days or something. So you would hope that it would be captured on there. Yeah, I think it's just a situation where people just have to be very creative and resourceful and know what they need to do. So that's like smart that you recorded it on a video. And then if you need to upload it to like what Dropbox or anything, like do it right away. Or when you get Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, like that's it. a really good idea, actually, uploading it to like Google Drive or Dropbox afterwards. Yeah. So then if you lose your phone, then you have the video elsewhere. Cool. Thanks, Leah, for sharing your experience again and again and again and again and again. Shout out to Kata in the world as well for her stories. Shout out to Steph from Shit Abroad. And shout out to The Wild and Curious. Thank you for participating in our polls and questions yeah thank you all and we hope you found this 
insurance or travel insurance episode helpful. And, you know, like we said, we are on YouTube. Usually this is an audio only episode, but we're on YouTube. We're on everywhere else. You can listen to your podcasts. So Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google anchor, Stitcher and pocket cast as for now. And we are active on social media. So send us a message on there. Let us know your travel insurance stories, or if you have any other advice you could lend to the masses. Yeah. And you guys be safe out there. Uh, please wear your mask, practice social distancing, and wash your hands very often. Thank you for checking us out. And hopefully one day Lee and I will get back together side by side on our couch and record another episode of Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.